0: Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as
1: adults. Today, we are reviewing a modern take on the classic William Shakespeare play, Twelfth Night, but more importantly, the film that gave us Channing Tatum. We are rewatching She's the Man. Woo! Yeah!
0: So special thanks to our good friend Lauren for recommending we review this film. We appreciate you.
1: Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, girl. Yeah. So first we'll get into some behind the scenes fun facts about the making of this film and give a plot refresher. Then we'll dive into our review and discuss whether She's the Man still holds up 15 years after its release. All right.
0: She's the Man is a 2006 American romantic comedy teen sports film. Oh my gosh what a mouthful. (laughs) Produced by DreamWorks Pictures and directed by Andy Fickman who's worked on a lot of recent Disney Channel shows as well as The Game Plan featuring The Rock. The film stars 90s and 2000s It Girl, Amanda Bynes, Channing Tatum, Laura Ramsey, Vinnie Jones, and
1: David Cross. The film was a moderate commercial success, grossing $57.2 million against a budget of $20 million. Upon its release, She's the Man won three Teen Choice Awards and one Kids' Choice Award, and in 2009, a Bollywood adaptation of the film was released. Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. Me either. So
0: if you haven't seen this film since 2006 or have never had the pleasure of watching a Shakespeare play be turned into a sports comedy film, here's a funny (laughs) and honestly kind of confusing plot summary written by an anonymous author on IMDb. (laughs) Here we go. When Viola learns her soccer team is no more, she tries to join the boys' team. When the boys' coach says no and her delinquent brother Sebastian skips town, Viola disguises herself as her brother and goes to his school for two weeks. Her new roommate Duke also plays soccer, and Viola, still disguised as Sebastian, begins to fall for him. However, Duke has a serious crush on a girl named Olivia. Olivia, on the other hand, likes Sebastian, who's really Viola. Things become even more complicated when the real Sebastian comes home early. Yikes. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But honestly, even reading that, it just sounds like Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> right. It sounds like the original telenovela. Like, it sounds Literally. like... So let's get into our fun facts. Steph, do you want to take it away? Yeah.
0: So I'm actually going to start this off with a really funny one and kind of an oops that turned out to be a super great blooper that was left (laughs) into the movie. So I'm excited. As Duke comes into the shower room and walks by Malcolm, he snaps the towel at Malcolm's head to get him to shut up about the dorm life pamphlet while ranting at Sebastian. Channing Tatum really hit James Snyder in the (laughs) eye with the towel and James' reaction was real. (laughs)
1: that is one of the best scenes too <laughs> it's so good yeah
0: so that was an actual yes. honest to god reaction blooper that just was oh, left oh in my because goodness. you can't beat that <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so funny So my first fun fact is that in one scene, Viola, Olivia, and Monique get into a physical fight in the bathroom of a country club. Although the three women had stunt doubles, the actors learned from them and did a lot of the stunts themselves. Apparently, a lot of Amanda Bynes' soccer scenes are her playing as well, and she and Channing Tatum practiced for hours each day. So a lot of the stunts were done by the actors. Wow, that's really
0: intense and honestly kind of cool. I mean, we talked a couple of episodes ago about actors who are natural athletes versus actors who really have to learn that. So it's genuinely pretty cool that Amanda Bynes actually took the time to learn that because we all know Channing Tatum is a natural athlete. He is just, he's a natural gifted dancer and just good at everything pretty much physically wise. So, oh yeah. Yeah, it's just really cool that Amanda Bynes actually took the time to learn that because, like they said, they had stunt doubles for her. She could, she didn't have to, mm-hmm. but she took the time, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And there are, of course, a, a few scenes where she is using a stunt double. It's, like, very clear oh, she's yeah. using a stunt double. But, yeah, I think it's really cool that they did whatever they could. Like, I love when you hear about actors and actresses doing as much as they can for the role and, like, actually trying to do the stunts. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Definitely. So... Our last fun fact is kind of a long one, but we mentioned earlier that this movie is based loosely on William Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, or What You Will. Story time. So the school itself (laughs) is called Illyria, which is the name of the country where the play takes place. Duke Orsino's character is based on Orsino, who was a Duke in the play. (laughs) Duke's friends are named Toby and Andrew. In the play, Toby is Olivia's uncle and Andrew is one of her suitors. However, in the play, Viola is not impersonating her brother in particular, just a man. And she calls herself Cesario, which is the name of the restaurant scene where Viola and Sebastian break up with Monique and where eventually they do the double date. On Viola's first day at Illyria, she walks by a school theater playbill entitled "What You Will," mm-hmm. and then Olivia in this also has a steward named Malvolio who is in love with her. The character of Malcolm is based on him and has a pet tarantula named Malvolio. So, wow. lots of uh, little ways that they tied it in, other than obviously the characters' names. Right. But it's it's very cool. It's an
1: Easter egg hunt out here, people. It really is. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's really cool. Although I never knew that this was based off of a Shakespeare play, but all right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i only knew that because we All read right. the 12th night my junior year of high school and they mentioned it oh, when we were reading it gotcha. they're like oh if you've ever seen she's the man that's basically it and so i wrote my entire <laughs> essay based on she's the man because i did not want to read oh the my book. goodness
1: that is fantastic <laughs> so how much did we actually watch this as kids i watched this a,
0: a few times actually and i mostly watched it with you and your sisters actually yeah. so we didn't have it at my house but i definitely watched it a good number of times at your house
1: oh yeah For sure. (laughs) We watched this. We watched this a bunch. I think it's because like we were all in love with Channing Tatum. Oh, of course. (laughs) And of course, Amanda Bynes was, as you said, the it girl back in the early 2000s and late 90s. Like if she was in a movie, we were going to watch it. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This was one of those movies that like my older sisters used to love. And I was like, yes, I'm watching this too. (laughs) Do we have any nostalgic memories of watching this as a kid? Like, did we have any favorite parts? What do we remember about watching this when we were younger? I don't know. The scene that comes to
0: mind the most for me was the scene where Amanda Bynes' character Viola is at the debutante practice and she's eating the chicken and the lady (laughs) leans over and goes, chew like you have a secret. (laughs) She just makes the funniest face. For some reason, that's the part that really like stuck with me for a long time. What about you? Oh my
1: goodness. What parts didn't stick with me from when I was younger? (laughs) I mean, honestly, the whole entire thing. I, I think most of the lines that stuck with me were Amanda Bynes's when she was like, "Ball and freaking chain, man." Like, why? (laughs) First of all, why did she have that voice? And second of all, it's she's just hilarious in this part. She's really good. And I I remember reading
0: somewhere that actually a lot of her lines, she just ad libbed She just made that up. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think one of my favorites was the one that she did where she's on the double date and she slides into the into the booth with Eunice and yeah. she goes, move over Lady Pterodactyl or something. <laughs> and like that's just one of the lines that apparently Amanda Bynes just improvised yeah. and just made up on the spot, which honestly she was and hopefully one day again will be just one of the funniest female comedians she's just so good
1: right honestly I just I thought she was so funny in this role and it actually makes me sad because from looking at her fun facts and stuff we learned that um, Amanda Bynes actually hates herself in this role she said she was like so self-conscious about her performance because she thought that she looked ugly as a boy but I thought she did a perfect job. It was really funny. Yeah.
0: I thought she was hilarious. Um, would yeah. not change a single thing about her performance at all. Like, just phenomenal. Was very, very impressed yeah. with, with everything she did. And like we said, she worked really hard at this role. So, like, props mm-hmm. to her, honestly. Yeah. All right, Lex. What was it like for us
1: to rewatch this as adults? Okay, so my first question How the hell are these kids in high school? I know. I thought it was college when it first started. Me and too. then they were like,
0: We're high school kids. And I was like, Are you? <laughs> right? I was like, What kind of high school are you guys going to? It's that early 2000s look where they hire all these actors in their 20s to late, like mid 20s to late 20s. Yeah. And they go, oh,
1: they're high schoolers. But like, no high schooler looks like that. Right. I'm like, literally, I can only think of one movie where the kids actually kinda of look like they were in high school and that would be um the ten things I hate about you. Oh yeah and yeah and even then like Heath Ledger, like rest in peace, love him. He's a fanta- he was a fantastic actor. He looked twenty seven years but old But he was he looked <laughs> the oldest out of all of them, but he still had a baby face. Yeah. So like Yeah. That's the only movie I can think of right now. But still why do
0: you think <laughs> like, do you think shows and movies have gotten better as time has gone on to start casting people who look more childish or more like actual kids? I think so,
1: but I also think that they just have been hiring like horrible actors and actresses lately and that's <laughs> Honestly, that's the tea, but it's my opinion and <laughs> I'm sticking to it. I think that shows like Riverdale and stuff like that still haven't gotten in right because, I mean, they all look old as hell, but yeah. Certain other shows?
0: Yeah, and the writing on that is is awful.
1: <laughs> Some of the other shows that have come out recently um, and shows and movies, I just... I feel like they look younger, but the writing is worse, if that yeah. makes sense. Like yeah. it's trying too hard. It feels like a bunch of forty year olds trying to sound like teenagers.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's my biggest thing with Riverdale. And just with a lot of yeah, a lot of writing in general these days, it you can tell that it's written by middle aged people who are trying to sound young and trying yeah. to sound cool, but they have zero idea of how right teenagers or just gen z in general speak now yeah they just are like trying to make it up from like words that they saw on twitter and they're like oh that seems like a good word but like when the person says it it's completely out of context and not used right at all and right so yeah i, I agree it's almost like they're trying to make up for it but they're swinging so far the other way that it's like okay the kids look young but now i don't believe that
1: they're they're real people you know right Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so I thought it was crazy that these kids are in high school because none of them look like high schoolers. (laughs) And then I thought it was hilarious how what's the name um i forget her name but she was dating sebastian sebastian's girlfriend monique monique i love her so much i thought it was hilarious how she basically just roasts viola the entire time she was like oh it's scary how much you look like your brother from the back And then instead of like clapping back at her viola's like she will do great things and I, just, I love it so much
0: I was telling Tyler because he I don't think he's ever seen this movie and he didn't watch it with me. Yeah, he had to run some errands while I was watching it. But yeah, he he was like, oh, what's the movie about? And I kind of tried to explain the general premise to him. And then I was like, it contains one of the sickest burns in the history of sick burns. (laughs) Ooh, tell us. (laughs) And that is when Viola's boyfriend comes up to her and he's like. He's like, you can't play. End of discussion. And she goes, fine. End of relationship. And I was like, you don't (laughs) understand. In 2006, that was like the
1: epitome of taking someone down verbally. Like,
0: that was it. And not
1: only that, but she like smacked him in the face with the soccer ball right after too. Like she was literally, she was low key abusive. <laughs> and even during the carnival part when he's like, can you be a girl for five seconds? And she's like, okay, first of all, and she like does it on her hands and then she just slaps him. She gives him like the five finger discount. Just whack. like, it just reminded me of Dave Chappelle when he's like, what did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm so glad we had the same thought. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, but then um Amanda Bynes the fact that she okay, so one of the things that we didn't mention before was Amanda Bynes actually had to fight for Channing Tatum to be in this movie. Yes, yes. But yeah, Amanda Bynes said she had to fight for Channing Tatum to be in this movie. Like, I guess they thought he was too old for this, for this type of film, which, I mean...
0: They also said he had never had, he'd never had, like, a leading man role before, so I guess they were worried that he wouldn't be able to fill the shoes or something.
1: Right. Which is crazy, because Step Up came, like, right after this movie. Literally. He's Channing Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But yeah, I was like, first of all, thank you, Amanda Bynes, for sticking up for him, because I love Channing Tatum.
0: I think he said that he credits her with literally starting his career because this movie is literally where he took off from. Like you said, he did Step Up. He's done Dear John. He did the Magic Mike movies and just a bunch of other stuff since then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, I thought... That was insane to me that she actually was like, no, teenage girls are going to love him. And the directors and stuff were like, no, he's too old. Like, excuse me. He is Channing Tatum. Put him in the movie. Literally. But yeah, I thought that he and her did really good jobs acting like soccer players. Like we said before, Channing Tatum is an amazing athlete in general. Obviously, he's a dancer. So he has, I guess, the mobility that soccer players need. But like, yeah, Amanda Bynes did well. But as I said before, as a former soccer player, it was kind of cringy to watch sometimes.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, what was your opinion on the soccer that was actually being played? Like, what was your general take on it?
1: Ooh, um, I had a lot of flashbacks during the parts where they're having practice and stuff. <laughs> a lot of flashbacks to conditioning and training before the season. For those who don't know, I played soccer for like 20 years, 20 plus years, and Played in high school, played in college, and then um, retired. I call myself retired. <laughs> now I retired, like, I want to say six years ago? Five or six years ago? Not sure. Um, But yeah. Yeah. So I've played soccer at a high level for a long time. So a lot of this was kind of cringy to watch, at least to me. But, I mean, it's a movie, so I don't think that much into it. But
0: so was it like just the general soccer plane or were there other people other than Amanda Bynes that you could
1: tell had never actually played soccer? I honestly think Amanda Bynes was probably the only one that didn't really look like a soccer player during the training and stuff. A lot of the guys looked really athletic. You clearly don't see any of the other girls from the beginning playing soccer, except for the sand, like the sand soccer game right, that they had right. in the, the intro part, which by the way, guys, I've done sand soccer before, like we went to tournaments growing up and did it like every year. Sand soccer is the hardest thing on the face of the planet. If you want to get like a real good workout and basically kill your calves and thighs, like go play soccer in the sand. That scene had to be so hard to film
0: just because (laughs) you think about them doing that all day. That has to be exhausting.
1: Yeah. I will say that the only thing that kind of irked me about Amanda Bynes' character is that At the end, during the Cornwall versus Illyria game, where it's a um, it's their rivalry match and it's like the championship or whatever. No, it's their opening game. It's so noticeable when it's not Amanda Bynes playing.
0: Oh, yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So after she reveals herself to be a girl and she keeps her hair down, which is something that I never understood. I know a few people who used to play soccer like with their hair down and maybe it's comfortable for some people, but like I never did it because I can't see. Right. But yeah, so they keep her hair down and then you see a lot of parts where like her hair is in front of her face and she's dribbling. It's so clearly not Amanda Bynes. They don't even move the same. Like, it's <laughs> it's really funny to watch.
0: That's probably why they had her do that. So that way they could easily disguise that it was somebody else.
1: Yeah. That's basically it. And then of course the parts at the end where they're flipping, they're doing like backflips on the soccer field, you would have been red carded so quickly. That was one
0: of the things that I actually was like, you can't
1: do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one of my she's actually like my best friend now, but um, one of my old teammates, she did a cartwheel after she scored a goal in like a big game and she got carded. So yeah, that's definitely not allowed people.
0: What did you think of the ex boyfriend, the one who played the goalie?
1: He was annoying.
0: No, I mean, no, I know that. <laughs> 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 I mean, for his athleticism, because I don't know, for some reason I didn't pay too much attention to him. And obviously he was yeah. in the goal a lot. And there's a whole fake scene where he does the backflip <laughs> off of the goal goalpost, right. which I was like, so, so extra. extra. What is the need for that? But I don't know. I, I I can't tell. I guess the athleticism of goalies too well. Like I think yeah. it's easier to tell when you can, you know, see like a center forward or you know whoever playing. It's easier to tell their athleticism than it is to tell. I think for me, like a goalie. So yeah. What was your thought on like his performance as a goalie? He wasn't bad. He definitely okay.
1: was way better than the goalie for the team that Duke and Viola were playing on because. There's, oh, okay. yeah, there's one scene where Cornwall scores and it's one of those things in movies where like the goalie clearly just like falls over and the ball goes under right. him. And I was like, a real goalie would never just fall over like that. Like it just, it right. drove me nuts. But yeah, I thought that Justin's character did really well. Um, At least maybe it was the camera angles or whatever, but he did look athletic and the one dive that he did have where he saved it, just kind of like, it looked real. At least to me. That's high praise. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, rewatching this, brought back a lot of memories about playing soccer growing up. Um, it was just, it was a whole thing. And then I also love that Vinny, I forget his name, but he plays the coach for Illyria. And he, I loved him. Yeah. I loved he's a real character. soccer player. <laughs> Is he Really? Yeah, he was a really, he was a real soccer player. I also really liked
0: that his character went to the other coach and was like, We don't discriminate here at Illyria. Like, boy or girl, you can play on this team as long as you can play. Like, I love that about him because they build him up the whole movie as this like tough guy who suffers no fools and he's, you know, mean to all the players because, you know, he wants them to, to win, win, win. But, When it comes down to it, like he watches, you know, Viola, Amanda Bynes character, you know, practicing on the field. And he's like clearly approving of it and sees something in her, even though he thinks she's Sebastian, see something in her that he wants like first string on the team. And then when it comes down to the wire where he could literally just boot her off the team or be like, no, you can't play. He's like, I don't discriminate. She can play. She's going to play. And I thought that was such a cool thing for his character. Yeah it just, it gave his character a lot of heart and depth that I really, really wanted. So that was like a very satisfying moment for me.
1: Yeah. His name was Vinnie Jones. Love that. The coach's name was Vinnie Jones. He was a big soccer player. That's awesome. But yeah, no, I completely agree. I love that his character kind of accepted her at the end and was like, um, are you guys really scared to play against us because we have a girl on our team? Like, yeah, bye. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I thought that the um, the dialogue was hilarious. I thought the comedic timing was everything in this movie. Yeah, I totally agree. The kissing booth scene... And this is probably the cringiest scene in the entire thing. Uh, It's just, it's so cringy.
0: I'm glad it ended when it did because I was like, uh. Yeah. (laughs) And then they started the the tussle and I was like, okay, thank God. Because I could not.
1: (laughs) I couldn't handle it. It was very cringy. And another thing I couldn't understand was why Viola was changing in front of everyone like on rides and stuff yeah i'm like somebody's gonna notice yeah (laughs) if you're trying to be discreet why are you literally on a -a tilt-a-whirl getting changed
0: yeah i think the most obvious one was her in the moon bounce because i'm like all these kids can see you like they know that you're not (laughs) they know
1: you're not sebastian (laughs) i thought david cross was hilarious in this movie i love him in general yeah he was amazing but oh my gosh i still have the welcome to illyria Welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Elyria. Like, he was the best part of this. And, like, even the part where Malcolm, it was Malcolm, right? Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm goes up to him, and he's like, I think there's something going on. Sebastian's acting really weird, and, like, <laughs> Viola comes. She's still in, in uh, disguise as Sebastian. She's on the phone, she's like, I will not wear that dress, Mom, and I will not wear heels with it. Do you know how hard it is to run in heels? And, like, she just walks right by them, and David Cross's character goes, have you ever tried to run in heels, Malcolm? <laughs> Malcolm's like, I cannot say that I did. And he's like, it's it's not easy. It is not easy. <laughs> his character cracked me up
0: so much it's so I good genuinely could not stop laughing
1: yeah the only part that annoyed me about his character was why is the principal of the school initiating the whole like thing at the end you know what i mean like he's got a whole megaphone yeah i thought and the he's same like, yeah and he's like Sebastian Hastings is a girl. Like, you don't have to embarrass them in front of everyone. Yeah, wait till the game is over.
0: Pull him into your office and have a conversation between everybody. But he's like, no, we have to make a formal announcement. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. Okay, okay. (laughs) Right, and then the whole, like, nudity aspect at the end where they, like, (laughs) they just both get naked for some reason. I was like, okay.
0: (laughs) And, like, I sort of vaguely remember that something like that happened. But yeah, I, again, I thought that these were college students. So when they did that in this, like yeah. to know that they were actually high schoolers in this, I was like, those are children. <laughs> Let's have the children cover
1: up, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Exactly. I think there are two parts in this movie that actually made me laugh out loud. Ooh, which ones, which ones were they? The first part is when Olivia reads Sebastian's lyrics, and he thinks oh, yeah. that there's, like, so amazing. And they're in the science lab, and she reads his lyrics, and she, like, falls head over hills for um, right Sebastian, who's actually Viola. And M- Malcolm's in the background, and he's like, <laughs> I write my own lyrics, too. And he goes, I see you through your window. <laughs> like, he starts singing when he was like, I'm in the tree outside. <laughs> like. If you guys rewatch this movie, watch Olivia's face during that part. She is trying so hard not to break. so funny. Like, so so funny. The second part is so quick, but it cracks me up. There's the part at the end where they're all fighting at the rivalry game, which, by the way, is so accurate because we had a rivalry in high school and we were ready to throw down every time anything (laughs) happened. So the rivalry game's going on and the fight breaks out. Right. And, um... Vinny Jones' character, the coach, walks out onto the field and there's a player limping onto the yeah. field, trying to join the fight. <laughs> Vinny Jones' character just grabs him by the shoulder and throws he him just back. Him. <laughs> <laughs> that part had me in tears. I was like, he just threw an injured player. He threw it's the injured so player funny. and then he breaks
0: up the uh the mascots start going at it.
1: Yes. Steps between them. It was so good. Oh, it was so funny. So good. The end where Amanda Vines's character does like a ninja kick, like Shanghai Soccer. What was that? There's one movie. It's called like Yeah, I think it's called Shaolin Soccer. Oh my gosh. That was like a whole kung fu move <laughs> where she kicks a PK, misses And then she jumps, like, six feet into the air and kicks the ball back in. Like, what? Yeah.
0: What? There were so many unnecessary moves in this that I'm like, those don't happen in real soccer games. I mean, Channing Tatum's almost like a bicycle kick, and then, yeah, then her kick with that, and then, obviously, Channing Tatum, when he does, like, the front handspring with the ball to throw it in, which, like, extra, sir. You can't even aim that way. (laughs) I
1: will say, I will say that the front handspring or it's called a front handspring, right? Yeah, it's
0: a front handspring. He's just using the ball instead of his hands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the front handspring throw is actually something that I have seen done in like You've real seen life that during done? actual games. Yeah. Why? For what? <laughs> um, I think the momentum of someone flipping over the ball is supposed to make the throw go further. But yeah, from what I've seen, it doesn't really work that well (laughs) I guess if you do it right maybe it's supposed to like make the ball go further during a throw in but yeah it just yeah it doesn't work often and you could get seriously hurt
0: yeah and then Justin doing the back the back flip off of the goalpost it was like there's just so much flipping and air moves in this that I was like are any of these actually necessary
1: (laughs) yeah and also in, like, in Duke's defense, I have seen people do bicycle kicks in real life as well. But also, like, a rule in soccer is you cannot have a high kick. Yeah. So, like, in my in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, a bicycle kick is, like, it looks really cool. And so does a throw-in like that where, like, the front handspring throw-in. But, like... Someone could seriously get hurt yeah, doing that. exactly. Like, imagine imagine you miss the ball and you kick someone in the face. Like That's not yeah. recommended yeah, at all. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I will say I have seen people do bicycle kicks and front handspring throw-ins in real life. How well did it work for them? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one, the, the bicycle kick, I've seen someone score. Whoa, that's awesome. I think it was your brother's friend, Joey. I remember playing. Mm-hmm. With your brother and like playing indoor with him and um, a bunch of his friends and stuff. That makes so much sense. Joey would be the one to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is such a good soccer player. And then I think the only other like part that really made me that I still say to this day is Cornwall's coach. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I know him Same. from. Same. What do
0: I know I him from? I kept trying to figure out what he was from. I was like, I know his face. He plays a dad or a teacher in something else. I know he does. Maybe Boy Meets World? Oh my god, he's from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Is he really? He plays Zack and Cody's dad,
1: Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I could have sworn I knew him from something else, but you know what? My brain's not working, so it's Honestly, fine. Honestly, yeah, mood. <laughs> yes, but his lines were hilarious to me. Like I still say, "I don't know that that's a thing that I know." And like, <laughs> And, like, at the end, when, when Vinnie Jones' character is, like, poking him in the chest and he's like, that's gonna bruise. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was really good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Was there anything in this movie that you would have changed or, like, tried to make it any better?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I kind of liked all the characters. I like how everybody portrayed their characters in this. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that I really would have changed much uh, like i said i liked everybody in it i don't i don't know that there's anything maybe yeah. maybe more of a bond between viola and sebastian so we could sort of see more of their yeah. relationship because we kind of only got like a quick two minutes um of a scene right. between the two of them and they're supposed to be twins so i'd like to see some type of twin bond or like them calling <laughs> yeah. each other or something like just anything between them that Because I know they talk, like, one time on the phone before he comes back. But I'm like, I wanted to see, like, how close are they as twins? Like, what's their bond? What's their sort of relationship? Because I don't think we got a lot of that. He was just sort of, like, almost like a side character to her plot, even
1: though he's supposed
0: to be the one she's impersonating, you know?
1: Right. I completely agree. Because. It didn't even occur to us like until three quarters of the way through the movie that they were twins Yeah. until someone was like, oh, yeah, they're twins. Yeah. I was like, what? Since
0: when? Yeah, literally. You just get kind of hints of it. They're like, oh, you look like your brother. You look like him from the back or whatever. But they never explicitly say that they're twins until somebody's looking at like a yearbook photo of them.
1: Exactly. I would have loved to see more of Viola and Sebastian's mom. Yes. She was so funny. (laughs) absolutely adore Julie Julie Haggerty that's her name she yeah. is iconic she plays I feel like a mom and everything but I remember oh, her yeah. as being the main character in airplane like so funny
0: She plays somebody's mother-in-law on Everybody Loves Raymond. I think she plays the big (laughs) brother, Robert, like his wife's mother. Yeah. And she plays like this quiet, meek church mouse. Like she's got kind of that vibe to her. And she definitely has like a I come from money, but like, oh, that's not proper. You have to be a proper lady kind of vibe. And she was so funny.
1: I just love her. I can't remember what movie it's from, but it's the one movie where she's like, be yourself. Or no, is that this one? When she's like, be yourself. No, it's just friends. It's just friends. She's the mom and just friends. And that movie is absolutely iconic. It's <laughs> hilarious. But she sings this song where she's like, be yourself be yourself and I'm like I feel like that's just how she is in everyday life like that's always the character that she plays and I love it so much
0: she has such a soft enjoyable voice to listen to even when she's being like the annoying mom character you just listen to her and you're like you're just how can I be mean to you you just have such a pleasant little voice
1: (laughs) yeah and I would have loved to have seen more of her and I also thought it was funny that Duke mentions that his mom is in like the debutante organization as well, but we never see her.
0: Yeah, I thought that was weird that we, he just throws out that line, but then we never see her. I don't know if she's like yeah. in a deleted scene or something, or maybe his mom was the lady who runs it. I don't know. But right. it was just interesting that we just literally never,
1: it was never brought up again. We never saw her. Right. And I think the only other thing is I would have loved to have seen more of Malcolm. Yeah. Because He kind of felt very forgettable in this movie. I forgot that he was even a character until I rewatched this. I loved Eunice. I would have loved to have seen more of Eunice. I loved her. I adored her character. (laughs) She was so creepy, but I love her. So yeah, that's really it. All right. Well, you want to jump into our critic ratings? Yes, I do. So let's do it. For critic ratings, She's the Man received a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 44% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 79% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 3 out of 5 stars on Common Sense Media.
0: That's interesting. This was the almost the reverse of last week where last week yeah. it got rated super high by critics but then super low by audiences or I guess medium by right. audiences and this one was rated low by critics but audiences loved it. So Right.
1: And I feel like this is one of those like cult classics from the early 2000s where like everyone knows this movie. Everyone quotes it. Like it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, if you grew up in the early 2000s, this is like Mean Girls, Legally Blonde, She's the Man, you know, all of that. Like it's yeah, it's all in that general vicinity of when like three actresses ran Hollywood. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, well, let's get into our ratings. We can rate this on the scale of A-plus to F-minus. A-plus means this film is always hilarious to watch. Duke and Viola are goals, no pun intended, and this has got to be one of the most quotable films of all time. F-minus meaning this film was so hard to rewatch, it aged horribly, the jokes fell seriously flat, and this storyline did not do William Shakespeare's play justice. Based on this rating scale, what would you rate She's the Man?
1: I'm going to rate this an A. I would say that it would be an A+, but from a soccer player standpoint, (laughs) I don't know if I can get over some of the scenes. But yeah, I thought that it was really well done. Otherwise, it's hilarious. It never gets old. What about you?
0: I absolutely agree. This is an A for me. This is an easily rewatchable movie for me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, I, Tyler asked me what it was about and I could tell him the plot from head to toe because I was like, of course I remember this. I've seen this movie a billion times. (laughs) So yeah,
1: absolutely give this one an A. Um, Yeah. yeah, it was, it was great. All right. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing
0: Childhood. And be sure to give us a rating on whatever listening platform you're using to tune in on. We appreciate
1: any and all feedback. Yep, and be sure to tune in next week. We will be reviewing the 1998 animated film, Quest for Camelot. You don't want to miss it. Ooh, I'm so excited about that one. Yay! (laughs) Me too. And next week marks
0: our last episode of September, which means that spooky season is officially upon
1: us. That is right. We are currently in the process of planning our Halloween countdown, so be sure to stay tuned and follow us for updates. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be great. I can't wait. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you. Bye.